Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And as we come to you, the Senate mulls through an impeachment trial while Donald Trump is in Florida. They say he is angry. They say he feels adrift. He is dealing with being permanently banned from Twitter. And... Even though he's furious about what's going on, the case against him is fairly airtight. The defense defending him is pathetic. And yet and still, as we've seen so often throughout Black history, the jury (laughs) is pathetic and ready to deliver the white man to justice, or rather injustice. Um, It's a sham trial, y'all. Trump is going to be acquitted because nothing he does is bad enough for the Republican Party. You compared him, you compared the GOP to an abuser, but they're kind of like the parents of a terrible child who's like, no, he does nothing wrong. We will forgive him for anything. We will never punish him no matter what. Oh, he tried to burn down the house and murder us. It's okay. He was just literally, mad. <laughs> literally, literally, he, literally. He's like, just I, mad. You know, if if you can't, like this is this is what I this is the place where I've come to because I fucking hate Republicans. Like I I really do. Like I, I and the thing is is that people would always say like oh I'm partisan I'm partisan I really wasn't partisan I fucking hate Republicans now and that is not partisan they're just wait, horrible fucking people. Wait, do you which do you feel more hatred for the GOP? Or love for the Democratic Party? Hatred for the GOP. Same. Hate, hate, and, I, you know, but because here, here's the thing. This, this, this is where things are. And I did. I wrote this week about the GOP being like America's abusive partner. Because I feel like they have spent the last several years gaslighting us. They have spent the last couple of years um, just completely and totally emotionally 
torturing us with this presidency, with telling us, don't believe your eyes. Don't believe your lying eyes. Believe the words that are coming out of my mouth. Oh, no, he'll be better next time. He'll learn his lesson. He'll become presidential. He will do all of these things. And what we are left with? No, we're left with a broken economy, a close to 500,000 Americans dead, a ravaged Capitol building, five people dead from an insurrection and hundreds more maimed from the party that talks about blue lives. And on the video that we watched, the 13 minute montage, all I heard was fuck the police and fuck you pig. And cops but getting somehow, murdered. And, and, but, and then using, using the fucking flag as a weapon to torture and beat someone, right? And then well, you want, but at the, at the same time, scream USA, USA, as USA. A, as a student of black history, we've seen that move before. Yes, we have. <laughs> um, yes, we have. You know, the only thing I would add to that is it's not just the last couple of years. Trump, as we've discussed before, is the symptom. He is just a speed bump along the road. He is the worst manifestation of it. But this is a decades old pattern among the GOP of gaslighting, of using the legislative process in a weaponized way to attack government rather than to try to create solutions, uh, to use the the politics of personal destruction, to use outright lies, uh, to believe in conspiracy theories, to turn the other uh, cheek when conspiracy theories come up. I mean, this is the same party that when asked, do you believe Barack Obama is a Muslim? They would literally run away from reporters rather than answer the question. Uh, You know, this is a group of people who have consistently given fuel or refused to knock down obvious conspiracy theories that they knew better because, because the right wing media circus is large and wild and you need to yell in order, like figuratively yell in order to be heard. This creates a rabid right-wing base uh, and you get further and people who are willing to primary people to the right so that the right, the Republican Party gets more and more conservative and Republican elected officials have to go along with what the right-wing media and the base believe because otherwise they'll be primary to the right and they will lose their job and they will never do anything that could possibly cost them to lose their job. So the party is adrift. The party is completely broken. And I just wonder, and the, you know, the core architects of today's brokenness are Rush Limbaugh and Newt Gingrich, and perhaps to a lesser extent, maybe Lee Atwater. And you just wonder if they can come back. Do I'm sorry. First of all, I don't give a fuck if they come back at all. Well, let me just because, say this. Because- let me just say that it does matter whether or not they come back because we are in a an electoral system that they are a part of and for us to be part of the one functioning party and the other party is increasingly dysfunctional and increasingly crazy and f- f- foam working against government even functioning, it is damaging to the entirety of America that they are fighting against democracy. This does hurt our attempt to try to move the country forward. You do realize that we are operating inside of a sham, right? The entire system is a sham. 
right? This 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 performance that we're living through right now, this political theater, all of it is a sham. Yes, of course it hurts, but we have to we have to start to think and reimagine what our political system looks like when one of the parties turns into a cult. Like, instead of us thinking, like, will the Republican Party be able to piece themselves back together again? No, folks, they've already imploded. And so it is it is then incumbent upon those of us that still have our wits about us and still believe in truth and facts and science and all of these things to say, now what comes next? Because trying to offer olive branches to people that do oh. not want them, trying to trying to negotiate and collaborate on legislation, we had to, I mean, just put it this way, Torrey, we had to have a tie break by Vice President Kamala, Kamala Harris. Harris to give American people relief COVID after relief. living through 11 months Look, with some of them only receiving $1,200, 11 months, and Republicans don't want to come off of our fucking money to give us back for relief? I'm with you. I don't want an olive branch. I don't want to negotiate. I don't want unity with these maniacs. But I do see that it's like we are trapped in a safe room with a person who is losing their mind and acting more and more crazy as time goes on. And we need we need to work with them. Like, it's difficult to live with them. We cannot just ignore them. We can't just say, I, I, you're crazy. I'm not going to pay attention to you. I don't want to give in to them because we are the rational ones and they are increasingly irrational, right? That's not That's not what I'm saying. But we can't just say, I don't give a fuck about a crazy Republican Party because they continue to have an impact on the way that government functions or fails to function. They have an impact on the super crazies in their party who can and will do things to hurt us from Kyle Rittenhouse to the boy in Charleston to, I mean, like hurt like you and I. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, you know, we have a, we have a, an American problem and that does not mean giving into them, but we can't just say, fuck it. I don't give a fuck about a GOP. Like, you better care about the GOP because they are hurting our ability to have the best country we could have. What I care about right now is the fact that Democrats have the levers of power for the next two years until we get into 2020 and we start at the actually at the end of 2021, beginning to start the campaigning into 2022. If we do not create legislation, guardrails, and the kind of policy that we need to prevent Republicans from ever getting power again, from moving this country forward, we are going to be in trouble. I keep saying to people, we hit pause on America's descent into fascism. We did not stop it with this election. And the fact is, is that every time that we are in power, we act like we are not. And so I don't want to function on the implosion of the Republican Party. I want to stay vigilant of the fact that I know that they are going to become increasingly more violent and dangerous. Yes, but I want Democrats to do what Republicans would do when they were in power, which is ram shit through and get things done and and create preventative measures and guardrails to prevent them from getting power. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that one of the challenges to that is that we're in uh, that once again, a Democrat takes office as the country is in the middle of a calamity that was largely created by a Republican. Right. So there's less uh, latitude for for Biden to do the sorts of things. But really, to achieve what you're talking about, 
I think that it's two avenues, and maybe you see a third um, mm-hmm. to expand the Supreme Court to try mm-hmm. to to try to pave over the bullshit that Republicans have foisted on us over the past five to ten years. There, um, you know, add three to five more justices there. I'm not sure that Biden has the stomach for that fight, uh, you know, and I'm not sure there's the votes for that fight in the Senate. Um, And to bring statehood to D.C. and or Puerto Rico, um, I'm not sure there's another. Is there another area that you could read? I don't think there's another area that could reasonably make a case for statehood. Right. So that could be, you know, two to four more reliably democratic senators. And I don't propose that just as a pure uh, political move. I think it's just, I think it's insane that there's almost a million people in the district of Columbia who are not represented in, in Congress. Um, What, what sense does that make? You know, and the only reason it makes, why it, it, is, it is it is made none. The only reason why it's been allowed to persist is because we know who lives there, right? Right. And Puerto Rico, uh, the uh, same. Those those people are American citizens. They are shaped and controlled by that by American decisions. And the fact that they don't have representation is crazy. Um, it could make America stronger to add statehood to those places. I don't know that Biden has the political strength or will. To do those sorts of things. So the moves that I see that would tip the balance of power toward the Democratic Party for years to come, I I don't think there's the strength or the will to do it. And that is our problem. And this is and this is where we are. And this is why I continue to worry about the state of our democracy, because we are living election to election. We talk about Americans living to paycheck to paycheck. We are literally living, hoping now election to election that we're able to survive the next day. This last 2020 election, that is not going to be the outlier. It is going to become the norm. And the fact that we are not going to hold an insurrectionist accountable for their actions only means that we are giving the green light to more violence against our political officials, right? Which means that good people will decide that this is not the job that they want to hold because now it's become dangerous. And so I worry about what, what are we doing here, right? Like what, what, what is, how does our system even make sense right now when we're looking at this trial, when the jurors are both the jurors, the judges, the accomplices, and the victims of the crime? How, how does that, that, that would never happen in a court of law, right? But this is how our government is functioning. And that's why I keep saying like the rules that we have are antiquated. They were not made for this moment. And so it is, it's terrifying to me that the people who are in charge don't have the political will, or we keep saying like, oh, do they have the appetite? I'm like, do you have the appetite for destruction? Because that's where we're headed. This show is part of From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions. Questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that forced David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. 
Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. The Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. The midterms are coming and it's more important than ever that we protect and fix our elections. We all know that our government is broken. Politicians spend more time working for themselves, their big donors, and their political party instead of for us. We as Americans have had enough of the corruption, partisan bickering, and gridlock. Look, I get that all the nonsense makes you want to tune out, but I'm here to tell you there's reason for hope. Our political system is broken now, but we can fix it. That's why we've partnered with Represent Us, a nonpartisan grassroots organization that has helped notch more than 160 victories to improve our elections and give power back to the voters where it belongs. Right now until November, there are many, many ways you can get involved. Represent Us is working in cities and states to pass good government policies like ranked choice voting. And they're also recruiting folks to help staff the polls. Let's protect our elections now and for generations to come. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. That's represent.us slash pod. I mean, you would think from a political standpoint that the GOP would want to get rid of Trump because he has the power and perhaps, I believe, the will to, if not form his own party, to form his own consistent faction within the party. That even if he's not the nominee in 2024, there's a significant group of people who are looking to him to say, who should we vote for? So if you have, I mean, like we are at a razor thin margin. The GOP is just barely holding on to national power. If you had even 10% of the GOP sliced off and running with Trump, they would have no chance nationally. And they should want to cut him off so that he cannot do that. But it looks like they are splintering into two parties and the never Trump side is actually far smaller than you would have imagined. So how do they function in a world where Trump is saying, vote for me or, or fuck the GOP. And then you have what Tom Cotton saying, no vote for me. You know, is he sort of like, competing for the crazies and some of the middle of the rotors and i mean like where does this function you can't have a gop get sliced up and that's part of what he wants to do you know one of the best things i think there was an article in the nation this week that was talking about the fact that we need to stop praising liz cheney for any like the one good thing that liz cheney has did in her entire political career is when she decided to vote for impeachment 
But every other time, Liz Cheney has been lock and step with their fuckery, locking children in cages, taking away people's health care, you know, limiting the, the ability for people to vote, all of these things. So it's like you're censoring her right in Wyoming and you're looking at these state parties because you're right about the national part. Look at that. Look at what Republicans in states are doing, though. Right. Michigan state senator caught on tape this week talking about the entire insurrection was a hoax was a hoax. It didn't happen. The whole thing was staged. We know those people weren't really Trump people. It was on fucking tape. He said it. And then after pushback says, oh, you know, sometimes I say things that, you know, and they come out wrong. Motherfucker, you were on tape. It didn't come out wrong. Right? Like you believe that. You believe that. So we're talking about this 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 fissure that is happening within the party but the fact is it's like it's crazy one and crazy two because Liz Cheney isn't not crazy it's it, right? it, it is it is you know if we were talking about a difference of opinion between the left and the right that would be one thing but the right is consistently denying reality they are consistently calling things that we have all seen on videotape a hoax they are consistently saying that media is constantly lying google is not a sufficient uh source to check anything they try to make facts unknowable easily attainable facts unknowable and it's kind of like what do we how do we have a conversation with a group, and I'm not talking about negotiation and capitulation. I'm just talking about just a conversation with people who refuse to accept obvious basic facts. O- almost everything that is at the core of what the Republican Party is about is based on a lie, based around the election, <laughs> immigration, taxation, climate change, r- climate change, race. I mean, like everything and how how mm. do we function mm. when everything that they are based on based around is a lie like they live in no this idea. bizarro world and they keep calling everything a hoax who i saw one of them the other day said that yeah like to what you were saying like th- that one six was all crisis actors they were all antifa pretend so it's a hoax to explain the hoax, or, or was it QAnon? Was it QAnon is actually they are they are faking it to make us think it's. I'm like, you guys are just full of lies and. I mean, if you oh, think so, everything, like, so- are there that many actors? Like, should we touch? Should we ask the Screen Actors Guild? Like, how many of these people have you do you employ? Like, it's just like it's just utter. Well, ask George bullshit. Soros; he's the one. Yeah. He oh, because know. he owns everything, he right? And know. maybe we should maybe we should consult with the Jewish lasers that are in space, um, ah! because they also seem to be incredibly knowing, I according love the to Jewish Marjorie Taylor Greene. Jewish Jewish lasers. That's everything, right? Like that's who. That's what the GOP gave a standing ovation to. A woman that didn't believe in 9-11, that believes that Jewish lasers are starting wildfires and believes that, like, you know, uh, uh, that it's okay to stalk and harass children who were victims of trauma. No, there's pedophile 
all over the Republican, uh, Democratic Party, supposedly. Is there anything that, that, th there's no analog on the left whatsoever to QAnon, to the big lie of the election. There, there's, there's nothing. Like, even the far left is not, like, which is kind of a bizarre term to even use, because I guess, what is, I don't even know what that means as a lefty, with the far left, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, you believe too much that people should have equality, clean water. You know, kids should go to school, not go into debt, that people should have health care. Well, you I know, the, um, that I think that's the, the food left. that we eat shouldn't kill us. I, like, I guess, yeah, that is far left. So fucking no, crazy equity I, is. I think that's main left. I mean, like, what would be far left? Like, real, like, actual socialism? Like, even still, like, that's not like a lie it's not a conspiracy theory it's not, you no, may based in fact and yeah ideology. you may disagree with it as an idea but it's not like jews have space lasers and they use pedophiles to eat babies and like what are you talking about that is no basis in reality and that's your fucking yeah i mean like the between the alt-right the trumpers and now the QAnoners. There's no analog on the left. There's no insane group that's being... Oh, I forgot about the Tea Party as well. There's no insane subgroups on the left that are, like, rising up and getting elected. And we're like, what's happening to my party? It's not both sides. We are not the same. No, we're not. And when you put up, you know, the Marjorie Taylor Greens against, like, the AOCs and the Ayanna Presleys, it's like, no, these two things are not... Like They're the other, like the they same. are not. And so the false equivocation that we allow the media to continue to perpetuate, uh, it's, that that's where we arrive at that. Oh, well, you know, both sides started an insurrection. Yeah, because I felt the need when Nancy Pelosi ripped up that motherfucker's stupid speech to go run up to the Capitol and like shit in the statuary hall. Wait, that's what, know, That was our emotion. You know what's going to happen before our next show? Media will report that Susan Collins has said something that indicates that she is considering voting for impeachment. She is open to that. She is willing to hear both sides of the argument, right? Because she's always there to be like, I'm thinking out loud. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's like her brand. And then, of course, at the end of the day, she will come home and vote with the rest of the Republicans to not acquit, no matter like She is the, the Karen of all senatorial Karens. She's the worst. That's who the fuck she is. Like, that wishy-washy, you know, he'll learn his lesson. Like, I bet, you know, if she but had Karen kids, they probably, be... they probably, like, pushed her around. And she's like, no, Johnny, stop uh, it. Monst I'm your mom. Monstery Taylor Green is much more Karen-ish. In that she's like, I'm happy they stopped, they kept me from the committees, and now I have more time to tell you how great I am. You guys suck. Susan Collins is like the worst of like the mealy mouth, like pretends to think about both sides, pretends to be on the fence about issues, but she never really is. And like nobody is actually deciding. Nobody needs. To decide, nobody needs like to hear the arguments to figure out what they really think. They all know what they're going to do. So the trial is largely a sham. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's 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 kind of pathetic that nobody in the GOP 
has an independent mind to say, no, this is bullshit. Like, you, I'm sorry. You cannot attack. They wanted to kill you too. But they don't, but here's the thing. I honestly believe, like when you watch the videos of the Republicans like reactions, you know, when, when they're in the, one of them are in the locked room and being handed a mask and they're just casually like, no, you know, and they're laughing and like, what have you. They're laughing and juxtapose that against what AOC, AOC shared with us, right? Shared with the world last week. So these two things are not the same. And what I believe to be true is that they don't believe that their lives were threatened, that somehow they were going to be okay, right? They weren't the ones that were being hunted, right? So they could sit and casually laugh and what have you. And I'm telling you, the call came from inside the fucking house. And I will keep saying that over and over again. That's why you have this sham of a fucking trial. And I'm like, these motherfuckers but, were in on it. The Josh Hawleys, the Ted Cruz's, the Marjorie even, Taylor Greens, the but, Lisa Bobbitt, they were all in on it. But even when you had the, the, the Congress people who were refusing masks and laughing at the Congress people who were offering them masks, they're laughing at Corona and saying, we don't really need to take precautions. And people in that room got coronavirus, right? A Republican congressman just died of coronavirus. Yep, so the notion sure that did. we don't need to, to take precautions against coronavirus is fucking absurd. But yet another fantasy that the GOP lives under, it's, it you know, to think that they were not in mortal danger because they are Republicans is insane. And they were. The the mob was looking to hang Mike Pence. They surely would have killed anybody who they could have gotten their hands on who's an elected official, D or R. And really, if you tune in to the crazies on the right media, which I do every once in a while just to see what's over there. You're so much better than I am because you know I sure as fuck don't. And I mean beyond Rush Limbaugh into... Mark Levin land into Glenn Beck land into truly crazy stuff. Um, they will attack Republican elected officials just as much as Democrats. They see different characters in them, but they are angry at all of government. There's this anti-government sentiment running throughout the right. And if you think that they would not have murdered Republican elected officials, you are not truly paying attention to the depth of the anti-government sentiment that courses through the right. You know what they would have done, Torre? Drawn and quartered if them? A, if, a, if a series of Republicans uh, had been killed during this insurrection, they would have offered what they did when a classroom of kindergartners was mowed down. I know, I know. They would have offered what they did with Parkland. I know. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yes, thoughts it. and thoughts and prayers to my colleague, my deceased. And hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. 
You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Pummeled colleague, I am so sorry, but there's it's out of my hands. Nothing I can do about it. I mean, it. They, may have, they may have gone into victim mode because they're definitely all about entitlement and victim mode at the same time. Um, but it's they a science were experiment. They were that, abs- that that in and of itself. I want to. I want a psycho. I need a psychologist to unpack that for me. How you can one be victim, right? Victim and superior at the same time. Like, what is that? What is what is the fragility of well, whiteness is, is, and then white power? But, what is that? But is that not um, race? Is a zero sum game that they are losing. So they are on top and yet see the rise of black and brown people in society as a threat to their supremacy, right? They're sitting on the throne, but they see the barbarians coming at them. So they are nervous that they will lose their seat on the throne. Make It Plain covers politics and social justice. From organizers to legislators, it's the conversation you need to get woke. Lose their seat on the throne. Lose their seat on the throne. A throne that they did not earn. A throne that they have no power to control. A throne that is... They do have political and economic power. They stole it, right? I mean, like, reading um, Heather McGee's book, and you should definitely have Heather on your other show. I already did have Heather Heather on my show. Thank you so very much. Dawn. Um, (laughs) Well, when I had her on my show, Torre's show, um, I mean, we talked in depth about one of the big theses of her book, um, The Sum of All Fears, that Mm-hmm. The, the race is zero sum game that uh, that white people think they are losing. That is a core idea among a lot of white people, and that uh, slavery is one of the core things that helped build this country. America could not have afforded the War of nope. Independence without slavery. So we would not even have been able to become an independent country. Uh, so based on that, and slave labor helped us become one of the great economic powers of the globe because cotton was one of the largest and most important products in on the globe at that time. Um, so much of what we became in terms of global power is directly related to slavery. Um, no, there's nothing we can do to dissociate this country's history from that. You know what makes me so sick? 
Ooh. Do you know? Ooh. Like when I think when I think about the fact that we allow the Confederacy back into the United States, we gave them money, the slaveholders. We said to them, so sorry that you have to let these people go and not rape and torture and beat them anymore so that you can live literally high on the hog. People so you here, here is some here is here is some here is some money. I, I, I hope that you still that you still love us and care for us. We've been doing the same thing with white people over and over and over and over again in this country. And I'm just over it. I'm fucking done. Let me leave you with one more thing before we go. I think it's very, we all, we all learned a very important lesson over the past week. Don't put gorilla glue in your hair. (laughs) It is for furniture. It is for textiles. Don't put it in your hair. And then also think that you can turn around and sue when only an idiot would do that. I'm not and I, calling I don't feel bad. For, I, she is an idiot. I feel bad for her. When I saw Why? When I first saw the TikTok of her putting it on, I was like, that looks like a bad idea. And two days later, it was this national story of like, yeah, no, that was a really bad idea. <laughs> I it can wasn't laugh a good idea. Only because I know that a black plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills has offered to fix the problem for free. There's a three-day procedure that he it costs $12,000. He's like, sister, you've been through enough. I'm going to hook you up. And he's going to save her from herself. Uh, but, uh, wow. (laughs) I don't know if plastic surgery is going to fix what's wrong with her, but sure. But sure. (laughs) No! She just made a mistake. She just made a mistake. That's not a mistake. Just like, that's not a mistake. They they said Donald Trump made a mistake. He made a mistake. What do you, what do you want? He told people, let's fight for our rights. He didn't know. know. When he said, Phil was "Let's fucking fight for, idiot," he's when he he didn't know. When he said, we, "We they stole the election from us. If we don't fight, we won't have a country. Let's all go down to the Capitol. I'm gonna go with you, and we're gonna show those lawmakers a thing or two. He didn't know that all those people were gonna take him literally and seriously. Yeah, and who would have thought? You know putting gorilla glue that specifically says it's for fucking furniture on your head because also it's covid where the fuck you going that your head needed to be laid your hair needed to be laid like that where the fuck you going that's the other question too and nobody nobody asked that bitch where are you going just put your head wrap on where are you going where do you need your hair to be perfect where are you going Maybe she needed it for TikTok. No. No. Anyway, don't put Gorilla Glue on your hair. Not a good look. Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. <laughs> I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And, wow, we didn't talk about the president at all because we I think we feel a little peace. Knowing who's flying the plane right now. I'm a little okay with not talking about Biden. We'll talk about him post-impeachment trial. (laughs) Yes, we'll get back to him soon. But for now, we feel pretty confident that the country will be back next week. Hang on, folks. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) 